This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is proposing stricter emission requirements for light, medium, and heavy-duty vehicles. It wants to cut light-duty vehicle emissions 56% and medium-duty emissions 44% by 2032 compared to 2026 standards. The EPA says the proposed standards will accelerate the transition to EVs and that by 2032, EVs could account for 67% of new light-duty sales and 46% of medium-duty sales. The agency says the proposed standards will save light-duty owners $12,000 over the lifetime of the vehicle thanks to using technologies that reduce fuel and maintenance costs. The EPA says the proposal will reduce CO2 emissions by nearly 10 billion tons through 2055, reduce oil imports by 20 billion barrels, and that the benefits of the standards will exceed costs by at least a trillion dollars. But there could need to be big changes for that many Americans to adopt EVs. According to a poll by the Associated Press, only 19% or about one in five U.S. adults say they are, quote, very or extremely likely to buy an EV as their next vehicle. And the reasons for the lukewarm sentiment are things that we talk about often on this channel. Initial costs are too high. The average new EV is nearly 60 grand. And the lack of a widespread public charging infrastructure is also causing people to pause before pulling out their wallet and buying a new EV. The European New Car Assessment Program, or Euro-NCAP, which crash tests and evaluates new passenger vehicles for safety, is going to start rating heavy-duty trucks as well. The vehicles account for just 1.5% of all vehicles in Europe, but they are involved in 15% of all fatalities. Part of the reason is that big trucks aren't equipped with the same advanced driver assistance technology as passenger vehicles. The Euro NCAP didn't reveal many other details, but it did say it will rate heavy-duty trucks for both city and highway driving separately. That's because unlike passenger cars, a lot of fleets only use vehicles in one of those environments, and that way operators only need to consider the rating for that specific use. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Toyota is launching several more versions of the Crown in Japan. The first version that it already launched, it calls the Crossover Type. It calls these new ones Sport, Sedan, and Estate. Not only do they all have their own front-end styling that are all a little bit different from the others, but it looks like there will be additional body types as well. The pictures and video that Toyota provided 
don't show the complete bodies of the cars, but this picture of the rear end of the Sport is definitely different and more SUV-like than the current Crown. And this video of the estate interior with all of the seats folded down sure looks like it could be a station wagon. And one last bit of interesting information is that all of them are available as a hybrid and plug-in hybrid except for the sedan, which is available as a hybrid and a fuel cell electric vehicle. No word yet if any of these versions will make it to other markets, but the new Crown models start launching late this year in Japan. Commercial EV startup Volta Trucks, which is based in Sweden, announced plans to launch its purpose-built vehicles in the U.S. And later this year, it will begin pilot tests in the U.S. of its Class 6 and 7 trucks, which are the equivalent of its 16-ton truck in Europe. According to Volta, it will begin producing them for the American market sometime in 2024. And then in 2026, it will launch its Class 5 and 6 trucks in the American market. Those are similar to its 7.5 and 12-ton trucks in Europe. Volta will also launch a truck-as-a-service offer in the U.S., which is a monthly fee that covers the use of the truck and includes all of its servicing, maintenance, finance, insurance, and training. Volta's trucks will make their U.S. public debut at the Advanced Clean Transportation Expo in California at the beginning of May. Ford is investing $1.3 billion to transform its Oakville Assembly Complex in Ontario, Canada into an electric vehicle and battery manufacturing hub. The factory currently produces the Ford Edge and Lincoln Nautilus, but Ford will begin retooling the plant next year and is aiming to build EVs in 2025. It did not say when battery production will begin and the company didn't reveal what EV models the plant will produce or what the capacity will be. But it did say the models will be next-gen EVs and that the site will help it reach its goal of producing 2 million EVs globally by 2026. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Acura has been teasing the new performance version of the Integra, the Type S, for the last several months but now it's sharing key details. The car is powered by a 2-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder engine, which is mated to a 6-speed manual transmission. That setup cranks out 320 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque. That's an increase of 120 horsepower and 118 pound-feet of torque over the standard Integra. The Type S is also nearly 3 inches wider and it comes with larger 19-inch wheels, has a more aggressive-looking front fascia, and every body panel forward of the A-pillar is unique to the car. The Integra Type S goes on sale in the U.S. this June, 
and it will be built at Honda's Marysville, Ohio plant alongside the standard Integra and the TLX. BMW M's first exclusive electrified vehicle, the XM, which is a plug-in hybrid, will soon have an even more powerful version called the Label Red. And that's saying something, because the XM combines for nearly 650 horsepower and will do 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 4.3 seconds. But thanks to upgrades to the 4.4-liter twin-turbo V8 and a trick for boosting initial torque produced by the electric motor, the label red generates an impressive 738 horsepower and will do 0 to 60 miles an hour in an estimated 3.7 seconds. That makes it the most powerful BMW M road vehicle ever made. But it still does have an estimated 30 miles of all-electric range, thanks to a 19.2 kilowatt-hour battery pack. The label red also features specific changes to the chassis tuning, as well as unique design details, which includes red accents that even extends to the badges and the inserts on the standard 23-inch wheels. Pricing is a little bit hazy at the moment, but it won't be cheap. The standard XM starts at roughly $160,000, but we'll know more soon. Orders open late this month, and production starts at BMW's U.S. plant in South Carolina in August. And be sure to join us for AutoLine After Hours tomorrow afternoon. Our special guest is Ken Morris, the head of electric, autonomous, and fuel cell vehicle programs at General Motors. So for an inside look into GM's alternative powertrains, join us tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on our website or YouTube channel. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.